is up, you turds? Welcome to the Take It to Heart podcast. I'm your master of the house and host, Michael Simling. I'm joined again by The Fox, Dana Van Ostrin. Welcome back, Dana. Always a pleasure. Uh, I'm going to keep the talking stick. And I have a another sports-related take, uh, getting sporty this week on the Take It to Heart podcast. <laughs> um, and I should say this is this has been something in my mind for a while, or, or, was, or was maybe stoked a little bit by one of the hottest take podcasts from The Ringer, mm. which is the show that this podcast is completely unabashedly <laughs> copying, and I make no bones about it. Um, all credit to The Ringer for this idea. Um, but Roger Sherman and Juliet Littman were on there, and they were talking about free throws and talking about from an entertainment value and also just kind of like some – you know, why do coaches like play these players who are very bad at free throws? Hmm. So I would like to take the the posture in this podcast of I want to offer help to players who are bad at shooting free throws. Okay. Shoot the ball higher. Freaking chuck that thing further into the sky <laughs> when you're shooting it. <laughs> now, on first look, it's like, oh, well, yeah, if you know anything about basketball, mm-hmm. the idea is the arc of your shot is higher. It is going to be coming down at you know something closer to a ninety degree angle, right? Obviously not anywhere near that, mm-hmm. but it's coming more straight down. Yeah. So you have more margin for error because the ball is only, you know, men's basketball twenty nine and a half inches. It is only so big, and the hoop is only so big. So if it's coming in more straight, you have the bigger margin for error if it's still going in. However, there is some data, and a common thought is that. Arc isn't everything, right? And I, would, I guess I would say I would agree with this. There also is the velocity that it is hitting the rim. Mm-hmm. So if you just, like, yeet a ball up in the air 30 feet. Yep. Okay. This is going to go back and forth between very mathematical language <laughs> and, and very vine language. <laughs> <laughs> so if you yeet a ball 30 feet in the air and you have the angle completely right and it comes down, like, like pretty much straight into the hoop. Yeah. So your your angle and margin for error is phenomenal, but the velocity of that ball is way too high. And if it hits the rim at all, it's just gonna boink like crazy and then go out. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there is there is a happy medium of angle coming in, but then also the speed, of the velocity of the ball. Mm-hmm. And the idea is that the softer the ball is reaching the rim, the more shooters touch you're gonna get. Right, mm-hmm. instead of something that's coming really hard and clanking off. But we've seen with Steph Curry. His whole thing, you know, he has a super quick release, can shoot from anywhere, all this stuff, but he has a high release and a high arc to his shot. So shout out to impredictable.com, which is uh, a website that some dude just looks at numbers like on his own time, even though he has like a family and a real job <laughs> and, and isn't getting paid for it. So his production has kind of gone off in the past couple years um, or the past two seasons. So Steph shot. Its apex, as it's going to the hoop, is half a foot higher than a normal six foot three player. Hmm. Okay, so it's it's just on on average. And now he's six foot three, kind of on the shorter end. Typically, there is a a correlation between being a smaller player having a higher release angle, being a taller player having a lower release angle. Okay. Um, so basically, if you're six foot. In the NBA, okay, this is all in the NBA too. So we're talking about not just the pickup games at the Y, because yeah. I mean. Lord knows, 
Lord knows that that is not <laughs> where any meaningful data should be <laughs> taking place. Um, so shot angle for a six foot player, like 55 degrees to 55.8. Okay. So just, just know that number is reference. Mm-hmm. But if you're like 6'11 to seven foot, your shot angle is like 53.8 to 53.4. So almost like a two to three angle degree wow. difference. And so kind of a consistent trend mm-hmm. dropping down. So here, here's the whole idea. If you're a shorter player, you're going to have a higher angle. And then we just accept that if you're a taller player, you have a lower angle. There's, I mean, there's professors that have kind of published things about this. There is kind of general consensus among like shooting coaches. And I think we need to go the other way. Hmm. A taller player should have a higher angle. Bigger players. So I'm, th- I'm thinking of like Giannis. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and this is someone send this podcast to Andre Godala and Giannis and particularly in the playoffs. Right. Decent in the, in the regular season, but has not shot above 60% on playoff free throws in his whole career. Uh, Clint Capella, Ben Simmons, if he ever cares about getting better, which he doesn't. He doesn't. And also shoots with the wrong hand. Shout out to Kevin O'Connor for that's that. Not, that's not a thing. That That's a thing. And right, I, can't, I cannot take that take. It is all Kevin O'Connor. But I promise you he shoots with the wrong hand. And I am 100% convinced oh my of that. The problem, some people would say, is the basketball is so small in their hands because they got hands that are just ginormous. Can't right? relate. Yeah, no, I have baby gap-sized hands. It's, it could not be further from my reality. But here's the thing. Kawhi Leonard, a.k.a. The Claw, yep. massive hands. Mm-hmm. Pictures of him holding stuff is phenomenal. Yeah. And him and, like, Boban, same thing. Troy Aikman, there's a bunch of yep. tumblers or whatever where you can find these elite athletes holding stuff in their hands. And it's, it is, you want to waste two hours, it, it can happen. Mm-hmm. So I don't think hand size is like this thing where it's like, oh, it's just like they're shooting an orange or whatever. It's right. like, no, you can still do it. Use that to your advantage. When you shoot, you have more strength, right? A 6'9 dude in the NBA is just like stronger than I am. Shoot it higher and then use your hand. Flick the wrist more. I want to know, and I could not find public stats on this. Maybe teams are, are analyzing this. Rotation of the ball. Hmm. Okay, so the backspin. If you have all this strength and it's hard to figure out how to basically for some guys, it's like the free throw. It's like it, they're too close. They're too big. It, they like are just kind of like daintily like throwing it at it because they are like right. just such like freak athletes, yeah. you know, and the ball is so small in their hands and, and just relative to what the strength that they can like and the force that they can generate. So instead of trying to pull back on the force you generate as a player, Use that so that your launch angle is going up higher Mm. and you're flicking your wrist more. And then so you are going to get, hopefully, much more rotation. So all that strength, instead of trying to, yeah, again, pull back on it or, again, shoot the ball, like, crazy high. Like, I'm I'm, I'm talking about a few feet is is all that's meant. Like, Steph Curry is one of the greatest shooters of all time. Yeah. And his, like I said, his average shot on a free throw is only, like, half a foot higher than the average 6'3". So I'm not talking about crazy things here. But add that extra foot, maybe foot and a half if we even want to test kind of that high. But then have all that strength go to flicking the wrist, getting your fingers on the ball, and creating an insane amount of backspin, which will also, due to the Magnus effect, help that by the time that that ball is hitting or coming towards the rim, the velocity will actually be lower. Right. So that is my take and my sense of, like, why would we not try that? Why would Giannis not try to do that? Right. He's got a seven foot two wingspan and he's trying to shoot the ball 
like he's you know he's getting coached by these guys who are just like six four and they say well this is how i shoot and all these like launch angles are completely off right i'd say double down go the opposite way have an even higher angle because you have the strength to do it and if you rep it enough particularly on free throws yeah i get i get there's something to be said about how much can a player develop like off the thing but like free throws are they are called free throws you you get to control every aspect of it no defender and to in my opinion you can rep that out to the point where that becomes a thing right so higher way higher okay and then use more of that backspin so that you're getting a softer landing. Yeah. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Yeah. Uh, so in a weird mix of like a mathematics department and Jake Paul's talking, I feel like we need to call Daryl Morey on this. Like, I want to know, like, what do big men do to get better at free throws? Like, as it currently stands. Because yeah. you noted, like, these guys are bad at free throws. You can't argue with science, and it sounds like you're using science to make sense of this. And it it adds up in my brain as we're talking about it. Yeah. My question then is, like, what are NBA teams doing to see their post players improve at free throws? Because like you said, it doesn't seem like it's out of their control. It seems like it could be repped out. Like, what do they do as it stands? Yeah, and I'm not obviously in NBA gyms, and I can't know for sure. Right. The So the number one factor is – like the consistency in the angle is most important. So actually, James Harden is listed at six five. Yep. His release angle is actually half a foot lower than the average six five player. Huh. Or sorry, not his his the apex obviously yeah, affected by the, the apex, angle. Yeah. So his so his shot is only going from the free throw line, you know, X amount, whatever. I want right. to say it's like twelve and a half feet, whereas the average player would be like thirteen in that. Okay. But his release angle is so consistent that he it's like when you watch someone who has a goofy shot right. and they just make it a bunch because it, it's Cause consistent. Yeah. yeah. And they can like the, – the reps have gotten there. Right. So there is the, – the number one thing is consi- consistency okay. and release angle. But I, that's not exactly new news either. Right. Right. I mean that's that's the point of the repetition. Right. To be, to be doing the same thing over and over regardless of circumstances. Right. But so, then is your argument that the higher shot angle is going to be more consistent for these players? Because I'm not like that's not what I got from your. So there's probably a group of players who fit into kind of this traditional, you know, structure of shot angle relative to height, mm-hmm. and if you consistently do that, you should be able to hit a certain amount of percentage. Right. Now this is ignoring a lot of shot or a lot of other factors that go into the mechanics of a shot. Yeah. Um, but if there could be one thing that I could immediately change. Okay. This seems like maybe a way to at least try some things. Part of it as a shooter, when I shoot it, I see the ball and the flight that it's on. Okay. I may not see as I'm shooting it that I've brought like my guide hand has like fallen off right. or the ball is too far from my body. Right. Or that I'm leaning one way or the other. It takes like a coach consistently seeing that. But mm. every free throw I ever take, I can see mm. the ball leave my hand. Yeah. Right. And so I'm very able or very quickly able to realize. And sometimes it's like, okay, that's going to be short. Yeah. And I know it's short because of one, how it felt, but also I could tell it's just like, okay, that just, that isn't at the normal. Right. I've seen myself make enough. Right. That I know this isn't here. Yeah. So it's a quick way in game, particularly on a set of two free throws for players to make adjustment. So if you don't fit into this normal thing of, yeah, following this normal chart, then why would you not try this? Mm -hmm. And I would say for those outliers, those guys who can't hit, completely buck that trend 
go for it, shoot it way higher, right. way more backspin. And then you're still, because I'm not arguing with the principles of consistency and like the softer the ball it hits the rim, the better chance it has to go in. Right. You're not like, arguing with physics. Here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's, that, that's on our other pod. Like <laughs> physics, question mark. <laughs> you know, this, I'm not trying to argue with that. I'm just saying the way that's getting taught, I think for some of these guys who okay. are, who are at a point, like if you're making 65% or lower, well, for one, you should just move to the granny shot. I mean, like, but, the, but these guys are too proud and they're not going to do it. Yeah, I mean, you right. can reference Malcolm Gladwell as a podcast about that, yep. like just talking about the – it is so incredible how if you – if these players just get rid of their pride and shoot granny style, like Rick Barry, yep. and go into the Hall of Fame as a 97% free throw shooter, right. said being Wilt Chamberlain and being like, no, I'm Wilt Chamberlain. I don't have to do that. That's how girls shoot. Right. And then be terrible yep. and be clearly, clearly – clearly the second best center of his era thanks to bill russell okay <laughs> that's a pod for another day please don't do that yeah no, no but the the point being like granny shot is like the most efficient and most repeatable motion all these things are, are in favor of that yeah but i know they're not going to do that right Giannis is not going to change how he shoots ben simmons is for sure not going to change how he shoots ben simmons is going to change anything that's true that's true he he got a max contract to never win an NBA Finals. All right. So lots of mini hot takes in this. I hope we in can this come back pod. to this. <laughs> so that's my yeah, thing. Yeah. If I, you don't fit into this normal mode, right. you just gotta launch it high. No, then I yeah, I don't see why teams wouldn't try this with players who can't shoot the easiest shot in basketball. Like I just I, I've it's it's kind of the thing a lot of like old people say. I don't know old people. Just most people who observe basketball go like, yeah, why can't people make this shot that's super easy? There's no defenders on them. Like yeah. why can't they do that? And yeah, I I'm definitely in for trying new things to be able to do things better. I don't think that that's a I think that's a good value to have, especially in a sport like this. No, I'm I'm here for it. Well, we are we are running out of time because I brought in all this science, so I'll make sure not to do Take that, that next for time. Data. <laughs> thank you, David Fisdale. Hey, thanks, Dan, for stopping in. Appreciate it. Uh, thank you, listener, for listening to Take a Tart podcast. Uh, we appreciate any time that you were able to take 15 minutes out of your day and uh, listen to us talk about yeah mundane and sometimes meaningless things such as basketball love it but hey please leave us a rating and review we would appreciate that i just accidentally closed out of my script so we'll see what else i need no wi-fi in the studio so we're just gonna have to wing this here rate review tell friends we'll be back next week thanks again thanks to anchor.fm We'll see you. Have a good weekend, everyone. Keep it real. Keep it safe.